Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. The LodgeCast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies so you don't have to. Episode 143, Life Mark. Hello and welcome to a sanctimonious episode of the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. For such a time as this. Oh, for such a time as this. And because <laughs> this is yet another Christian Fathom event, <laughs> Brother Lucas is out of the edge for this one. Heathen. To pre- Heathen. To, to preserve his sanity. <laughs> We're going to get him at some Christian event sometime, but yeah. But as you've already just heard, we got, we got the world's best glutton for punishment. Brother Anthony is back. Blessed be. And tonight we have a very special guest, very special indeed, with something to say about Kirk Cameron and the Cam Fam. We got Brother Josh. Praise the Lord. I'm like a virgin to this, but not the virgin, because that's sacrilegious. Oh my God. Welcome, guys. Uh, Sister Emily would have loved to have completed this voyage of the doomed, but she made a solemn vow to me that she will be back for God's Not Dead Part five. Yes. Oh. Coming in 2023. Count me in for that as well. And yeah. it promises to be political this time. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a- like we the people wasn't political enough. <laughs> not like the last four. No. <laughs> so tonight the movie is Life Mark. Is that what it's called? Life Mark. Life Mark. Wow. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know if we're going to find out. I've been getting uh, the marketing campaign, but I won't. I won't spoil. Like you don't know anything. Anthony, Do you know what Life Josh? Mark is? I don't know what Life Mark is. I just I don't know what. I'm kind of getting the gist of what the I movie know what the is. Movie I mean, is. look, yeah. boys, you had me at Kirk Cameron. I said I'm there. I don't even know what this movie's about, quite okay, honestly. Okay. So well, maybe we'll maybe we'll be vague on those details because I know what it's about. I know a little bit, but uh, like with any Cam Fam Jam, you can never know everything. Josh, do you know what Life Mark is about? Um, vaguely, I, I spoiled myself a little bit by looking at the okay. Internet Movie Database page just to see what I was <laughs> in I, for today. I, I think we can just generally state that it's going to be a pro-life film. I am pro for it then. Oh, <laughs> got it. I am pro life, Mark. Pro uh, and pro adoption. Yeah. Pro adoption. So it, it's a little rough that it's four dudes in the car tonight, <laughs> but we Who better than us. <laughs> we are going to carry the flag, keep the torch alight, and do the best we can handling this material. So instead of talking and speculating about what life, Mark, possibly means. Let's talk to Brother Josh a little bit, because last time we went <laughs> into the Cam Fam Jam was yeah. the Homeschool Awakening. Homeschool Awakening. The controversial Homeschool <laughs> controversial Awakening episode. That split us up. There was mutiny on the bounty. 
and I couldn't even handle it. Emily and I went off to the Golden Girls special event. Brother Judas over here. So <laughs> when I mentioned to Josh that we were doing such a thing, he was like, oh, my, do you know my origin story? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my, maybe I don't. So, Josh, what is your origin story, sir? Oh, my gosh. This is such a dramatic, like, lead up. Um, oh, we're so ready. And this is a safe space to do whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, well, so partially I was I felt a little FOMO missing out on this because I was homeschooled my entire life. Okay. Um, which made put some pieces into place. Oh, we should have. You should have been there, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w I was homeschooled the whole time, basically all the way from um, first grade to graduating high school. Wow. Um, luckily, high school was a little bit off the path where, you know, there's a little bit more interaction with other people. Right. Um, it was a little bit more like independent study, college prep, and, you know, we had a site, we had teachers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But until then, you weren't interacting with other kids on a daily basis? No, I mean, no, just just my sister. That was it. One yeah. sister. I mean, well, you know, we had like field trips and stuff, but that was like once a month. Right. So, and, and what were those field trips religious? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. See, that's the thing is that there's a lot of religious conservatives in this homeschool program. Sure. Um, not just conservative Christians, but also a lot of conservative Muslims were in there as well. Right. Because, you know, it's all about like protecting their kids from indoctrination of, you know, atheistic values the evils. or whatever. The yeah. evils. The secular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it was, it wasn't weird for me and I don't really feel like I missed out a whole lot, I guess, other than <laughs> meeting people my own age on a regular basis. So you're pro homeschool all the way. No exceptions. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm hundred percent anti-homeschooling actually, which don't tell my mom. Sure. You can, you can edit this out on the, I mean, she's a super my, fan. Yeah. She's a super fan. Yeah, Judy listens to every episode for sure. Um, so mom, if you're listening to this, um, I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> so what what made you come to that conclusion? Was it seeing and sampling the fruits of the outside or what turned you? Well, I mean, I was pretty lucky because our program was pretty well regulated by the state. Oh, really? But wow. yeah, where, you know, I was like turning in actual like samples of homework to the state, making sure that wow. like I was actually being educated properly. Because it seemed with this uh, Kirk Cameron homeschool shit, it was just no regulation. Random. Oh, yeah. You would just go on vacation with your family, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do some parkour. <laughs> right. yeah. A lot of parkour. Did you ever do parkour? Yeah. Uh, no. Aww. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, but that's, that's the problem with things is like, you know, if you're outside, you know, I mean, a lot of these, these homeschooling programs aren't being supervised. So it's like, you right. can just like use your Bible as a textbook if you wanted to. And then, you know, these kids aren't getting real education and it's, I think it's it's awful. Right. And you can just make up shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, I mean, my parents are pretty smart people. So, you know, they both have like, you know, pretty good degrees and stuff. So, I mean, I was lucky in that regard too. But it's like, you know, if you just have some like, I don't know, it's not good. So was like Kirk Cameron, John Wayne in your family? <laughs> no, actually, Kirk Cameron didn't come up really until later in youth group. Oh, um, shit. You know, yes, yes. Not only <laughs> homeschool, but also conservative <laughs> Christian back in the day. Um, yeah, so back in the day, Kirk Cameron, I think he might still do this. He actually had a pretty 
um, close relationship with this dude who headed up like a um, proselytizing. What's the other word for proselytizing? Um, like, witnessing. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like this like ministry or whatever where right. they're like, he here's here's how you go up to random people and tell was them he they're an going older, to hell. Like a slightly older gentleman. Yes, with a mustache. A lot of videos of them. Yes. Like, hmm. Early YouTube was passing their videos around a lot, just being like. Look at these guys. Yes, yes. Uh, Living Waters, I think, was the name of it. Oh, wow. And basically their whole thing is like, here's a great conversation starter. Go up to someone and ask them if they're a good person. If they oh, say right, yes, right. bring them through the Ten Commandments yep. and show them that they're a total piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> I do that at bars, so oh. it usually works. <laughs> <laughs> that's I remember that's what it was. It was just this manipulative bullshit. And they had those looks in their eyes that just that glazed over glassy look it's mm -hmm. like how do you get through to these people these uh, evil people yeah no yeah. I, in my christian days the witnessing was a big like oh uh, so awkward and uncomfortable mm -hmm. but anyway yeah so you and the youth group were like were you guys watching his movies his left behind series like were you what 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 facet of cameron were you guys <laughs> tripping out on yeah i mean i i definitely saw the left behind movie back in the day <laughs> and yes. you were watching um, it with like tinted fingers and you were nodding and it was like yes. making sense to you yes oh and i had devoured those books too oh, as well oh, i mean the, the youth version it's not the adult one. Oh, oh there's a, yeah yeah wow. mm -hmm, there's a ya series i want the nc-17 version yeah. of left behind <laughs> don't give me this ya crap <laughs> and were the movies like the airplane version like edited for content or did you no, guys we saw mainline that. those yeah well i mean we we only saw that Wasn't very PG, very first yeah. one with with kirk cameron but which i think some, was PG. there's some scary elements you know yeah, you know it's a little spooky <laughs> but you know it's all in the service of the lord right you now teaching about the antichrist in the coming days what about yeah. the one that i still haven't seen fireproof fireproof was, oh man um, no. directed by this uh the duo well not uh, at least produced by the duo that's doing tonight's movie okay Sweet. so it's all connected the kendrick's brothers yeah. yeah i think i i i dropped off a little bit before his big explosion into like movies and everything right i was mostly watching like the videos from his from his little like uh you know you were there when he was cool, like before he was, yeah. before he blew up. Like you were one of the cool, uh, you know, like before Metallica blew up. Yeah, the yeah. Scene kids. Exactly. Yeah, there exactly. Like, I, I was like listening to like Bell and Sebastian in the early 90s <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so yeah, before he was cool. Yeah. Underground um, Cameron stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we like that, like that was kind of like traumatizing. Not seriously traumatizing. I use that word lightly. But like, I'm you like a 15, I'm a 15 year old kid and they're like, hey, let's go out to this like, you know, little downtown area, and I want you to go up to random people and tell them that they're oh, going to hell. I'm man. like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. By the way, spoiler alert, I never did. Thank God. Um, but I'm just like, I don't want to do this. This is awkward. We Why could do it tonight. Here? We could definitely do it tonight. Although it looks like there's not going to be that many people. That was no. my next question. Yeah, this is a Fathom event, right? Well, so this is a week-long Fathom event. Week-long? <laughs> Somehow, Kirk... Is that even legal? After, <laughs> after the success of Homeschool Awakening, he wait, was, was like, that a success? No, no, it wasn't. No. But, but he was like, we need Life Mark in theaters for a week, yeah. and so I've been looking at the theater every day, and it's just empty, it's just empty. empty. Yeah. I saw four seats in there, <laughs> but they all belong to us. But they're not us. Oh, whoa! More on that in a moment. But Josh, how did you get out? Like, how did you get away from this? Did you? Um, or did you? Are you undercover and you're going to witness to us tonight? 
Um, so, uh, Lodgemaster, do you believe you're a good person? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, no, I mean, honestly, it was just kind of like, I it, it wasn't like a, a sudden moment. It just faded? Um, yeah, it just kind of faded away. And then I was like... It's like believing yeah. in Santa Claus. Yeah. You just kind of stop after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Speak I mean, for yourself. No, you know. And you go to college, you get exposed right. to new ideas. I don't know. This was my case. The Bisky origin story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, in my case, like freshman year, you know, where you just like, yeah. you're getting all these conflicting ideas and you're just like, this is kind of driving me nuts. So I need to like open my mind a little bit here right. and, and expand my horizons and not be a, and then fu you just a kinda, fundamentalist Christian for my... And then if you're curious, if you're of a curious mind, which both of you guys are, you just kind of even out. Yeah. You, so yeah. it's kind of a fade out. It's not like a, right. not like a screw you, mom and dad. Like, you <laughs> yeah. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get like a piercing on like 16 or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like when you're in this like fundamentalist Christianity is yeah. so much of it is wrapped around with like surrounding yourself with yes. other Christians. Yes. So it's like, it's just such a feedback loop. It seems normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're like, yeah, praise the Lord. Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was, yeah, luckily we got out before that. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Tonight, we are being a little mischievous because this Fathom event is not covered by AMC A-List. Well, tickets were like, what, 17? $18, $18 a pop yeah. for Life Mark. So I had my credit card out. And I was like, Bishki, I don't know if we should do this. And you're like, no, we're going to do it. And then I had my credit card out. I was about to put it in. I was like, wait a minute. I calculated everything. I was like, this is going to cost us 36, 72. <laughs> oh my God. What am I doing? Yes. So we just said, we're going to sit in the back row. Yep. We got to figure out what theater it is. I know. Oh, I, I, okay. I bought a ticket. <laughs> Just to see what theater it was, and oh, then okay. refunded it. Oh, good, good And good, set nice. an alarm on my iPhone for five minutes from now to okay. remind <laughs> us what theater it's in. This is, a, is this a first for the uh, for the LodgeCast? This is a first. Wow. Yeah. We yeah. have I'm not... honored to be part of the first. We, we bought the tickets to Nope. We're going to Nope again, guys, if anybody <laughs> asks you. And it's like third <laughs> month of release. Yeah, that's right. This is like when I would buy, when I was like a kid and I bought tickets for Gremlins 2, but I went in to see Ford Fairlane. Oh, um, shit. So this is kind of the same thing. That's a, yeah. that's a smooth move, Andy. Yeah, we're doing do teen, what I can. teenager moves here, yeah. So I think we sit all the way in the back and all the way to the side just fine, in case with me. there's fine another with me. crew this is a very covert operation it's I love covert it. and i always say this but it's mainly for emily and emily's not here tonight you gotta play it cool in there okay true. like you can't be yelling at the screen you can't be like talking back we're can't undercover be, you tonight. can't be walking out lodge master that's <sighs> yes thank you thank you i didn't want that particular we we're making a pact right now listen i know i need to i need to serve my penance tonight i brought plenty of weed i'm gonna get some fucking mellow yellow and mellow the fuck out it's a solid two hours Ooh, oh shut you didn't up. say that we, we god gotta, damn it. we gotta get to mcguffins folks Man. we gotta get to mcguffins i need at least two drinks two before hours. this i wish i should have brought some communion wafers to snack on gotta drink the blood of christ <laughs> if mcguffins knew anything they would have a cameron specific drink <laughs> they have a life mark margarita <laughs> <laughs> life mark yeah uh all right well let's go face this thing and then figure out what the fuck we just saw God. Origin stories abound, but now it's time to go to the source. It's a Cam Fam Jam, y'all. Love and life, Mark. <laughs> Love and life. <laughs>
Oh boy, that nope sure was scary. (laughs) Jordan Peele, you done it again. From the mind of Jordan Peele, we did not go to nope. We went (laughs) down the hall, past the nope, to a theater where there were some senior citizens gathered around. Four, (laughs) and then a one loner. Yes. But they were all very pleasant to each other, I noticed. They They said, oh, have a good night at the end. But before we got into the theater... Just coming out of the elevator, what the hell was it? There was like a bizarro group of dudes that came out of the elevator. One was hacking up a lung, coughing, and the other one was just like farting really loudly and forcefully. They were leaving their life marks everywhere. <laughs> like that, that set the tone for the evening a bit. Mm. <laughs> like just what, what the fuck were they coming from? <laughs> but yeah, so in the theater, we sat all the way in the back, all the way to the left, And we didn't need to be, you know, so out of the way because there were the four seniors and then there was a person like down a couple rows Mm -hmm. from them. And then there was another single in the third row. Yeah. And the single in the third row, I think, was a woman and she had like a babushka on. I never saw her face. (laughs) And as as we exited the theater at the end. I made a point to stare her down and see who it was. And she was turned, her back was completely turned to me. So she was sitting sideways in the seat, almost to very purposefully obscure her face from me. Do you think it was Kirk Cameron? I think it was Kirk. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Kirk. That's gospel. We came in on some pre-show entertainment and it was all, it was all faith-based. It was just rapid faith-based like there were movies about first responders there was (laughs) uh multiple spots for something that's very near and dear to bishki and myself it's the ark encounter yeah for people not aware um (laughs) in uh northern kentucky right near cincinnati and the ohio border uh My brother got married in Kentucky, so... I thought you were say he got married at the Arkansas. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> like, I didn't course, know he was that cool. While in Kentucky, I'm going to the Creation Museum, which is that's... The Ark Encounters at the Creation Museum. Oh, so it's part of the Creation Museum. It's part Museum. of the Creation Museum. So you go to the Creation Museum, you see dinosaurs chilling with Adam and Eve. Yeah. You see the whole thing, and then... But the Ark Encounter was built after I had gone Shit. there. It so didn't... you have to go back. So we have to go back to the Ark Encounter. Which and I'm going to be right is, there. That's a road trip. I'm there too. Which is no oh, shit. We'll go, we'll go in four by four. We need to film this. Noah's busy that day. <laughs> we're all go- we're going right now, guys. <laughs> Damn, let me out. We just we'll record sh- on the way. It's Noah's to scale Ark according to the units in the bible just so everyone knows two animals of each there's some dinosaurs in the ark so it's a giant it's a giant scale replica of noah's, of noah's ark, ark like yeah. in the aronofsky movie in yes. the aronofsky movie yeah and inside it's a it is a museum that is crafted by and for people who literally literally believe that the animals marched in two by two and the spokes critters for this museum oh, are yeah. a family of giraffes yeah and they're all saying look mom look at the living quarters giraffe dad has like a bow tie that's and how think, you know it's daddy yeah and daughter giraffe i think she's wearing like a you know, like a um, um bread and it's yeah and they sprinkle it throughout the other faith-based promotions so it's like you'll see a preview for you know first responders the dramatic motion picture and then 
the giraffes will show up talking about the Ark Encounter. Then it's, you'll it's see like they're Mickey Mouse. Focus on the family. Mm-hmm. You'll see fo- a focus on the family ad, and then the giraffes are back deeper inside the Ark talking about what they saw. <laughs> and then they're on their way out on the last one, and they're like, we need to tell all our friends about this. They're like Mr. <laughs> DNA in a way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on, guys. Let's go check out the Ark and find out. Let's indoctrinate everybody we know. <laughs> So <laughs> then we got the Kendricks brothers. The Kendricks brothers are the makers behind Life Mark. And they have a very distinct look. They they are almost twins, mm-hmm. but yeah. one of them has this bizarre quaff of silver hair on the top of his head and he's got very so much gel. Very dark eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you don't trust that guy. Yeah. And he has like a super well-groomed beard, but then yeah. like a, his mustache area is black. Yeah. And then it's almost like his brother is like, just has like a rectangle of <laughs> like facial hair. It's weird. And then Kirk Cameron pops up with, with a bag of popcorn in between him and he's like, Hey, what's going on here guys? And it's really funny. It's like, very Lynchian is what it is. I mean, if you put just a drone behind it, like, <laughs> and slow it down, maybe, you know, a quarter add, speed. Add some strobe lights. Add some strobes. Like, it is, it's so weird. And Kirk is just, he just thinks he's the funniest, cutest. He's a jokester. He's a oh. jokester. He goofs around. But if you notice, whenever he's about to tell a goofy joke or make a funny or if he's about to preach to you, he'll lick his lips in this weird way. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just been Latter-day Kirk or if he's been doing it his whole life. I mean, I might have to do a deep dive and go back through some of maybe Fireproof when I finally watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll watch his lips. Fire it up. Yeah. I don't recall that in like Father Like Son him doing that <laughs> whole lot. No, that was before. I think that was before the, the shift uh, toward life, Mark. But in this, in this little pre-show thing, he licks his lips. And he looks out over the imaginary crowd in front of him. And, he, you know, he's goofing around. And he's like, hey, you, you couple in the third row, you need to settle down a little bit. And as we know, our babushka-wearing mystery woman, who may be Kirk himself, was the only person sitting in the third row. So it was so funny watching him speak through the screen to that solitary person and calling her a couple. <laughs> That's worth $18 right there. I would have been fine to pay yeah. full freight for this, just for that. When he popped up between those filmmaker brothers, it reminded me of there's these twins, and you can Google this, that would tour with Christopher Burke from Life Goes On and do like these musical performances. And the twins are just these two creepy dudes that you just wonder what, like, how are they siphoning money away from poor Chris? Like, what? Mm. What is their deal? They are, they are not to be trusted, and that's that's exactly what I got from these guys. I'm like, what? What's your grift? Life mark goes on. Life mark goes on, and we were about to be marked by life. But before we talk about it, Bishy, what's that shot? From Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> David's comfortable world. Yeah. is turned upside down when his birth mother unexpectedly reaches out to him, longing to meet the 18-year-old son she's only held once. With the encouragement of his adoptive parents, David embarks on a journey of discovery that leads to a staggering truth from his past. From executive producers Kirk Cameron and the Kendrick brothers, mm. creators of War Room and Fireproof, yes. comes Life Mark. Pedigree. 
based on an incredibly true story that celebrates adoption. Yes. Reconciliation. Yes. And love. Yes. Love above all. Period. Oh, that's it. My first note would be, shouldn't his name not be David, but Mark instead? I know. That would, be, that would make so much well, more sense. Well, we were craving some life mark illumination on what the fuck life mark means. Oh, you and find out. Dear listener, fear not. We're not going to spoil it for you. We find out. <laughs> we find out a whole lot more, actually, at the very, like the last two minutes were like, crazy. Whole, like Fight Club status. Like, holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned, because this is going to be a bumpy ride. So right at the beginning, like right from the get-go, just the production company was WTA Media, <laughs> and it's coming out of like a like a typewriter. And I think we all just thought it said WTF Media. Yeah. And it's just... Like, <laughs> it's by Mark Marin. He's there. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome hey guys. to my new, uh, you know, joint venture. Lock the pearly gates. And also, it's no longer, they're no longer branded CamFam. It's Kirk no, Cameron Productions. I think, I think this is more serious. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of like the Disney Touchstone offshoot. Or maybe Cam, maybe CamFam is more like his documentary arm of his company. Well, th <laughs> that could also be part of this, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah, so... We meet David, and he's giving me, like, Walter Jr. from Breaking Bad vibes. I don't know why, but there's something about him. And he is the adopted son of Grandpa Kirk. What did you guys think of Grandpa Kirk in this? Uh, Man. Very beautiful silver. Oh, my God. Sprayed on hair. <laughs> like, the first thing I wrote down, you guys, is a very important question. Is Grandpa Kirk a zaddy in this film? You know what? Yes. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> Hard think so. yes. Yes. Oh, he kind of resembles, and when he was wearing the glasses, for whatever reason, he kind of resembles, from what I'm seeing, mo uh, modern day Matt Damon a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And mm -hmm. I, I want now more than anything a Matt Damon, Kirk Cam uh, team up. Oh, on my Bourne God. Movie. Oh, my God. That's Mike Seaver. <laughs> <laughs> the born life, Mark. Every, every time you see... Grandpa Kirk in this, he's got like a bright colored shirt on. A polo. And he is very excited about whatever's happening. He's got like this dorky grin on his face, but he's very engaging. Like Grandpa Kirk, there's something to it. He's rocking polos and pleated pants the entire movie. When he's just at home chilling, that's what he's wearing. It's true. And his son is kind of a dim bulb in this. David, our central... Hero. Yeah, he's kind of Christ-like. He's just like perfect. He's Everyone perfect. loves him. Oh, there is not a thing there's wrong no, with this. Kid. Yeah, there's. He, he does have some kind of brain thing that that they go into where he gets but brain surgery. But other than that, <laughs> he is just the poster child for adoption. Which, now that I remember that, why was that even a thing? The, the whole surgery uh, brain just, thing. Just to add a little bit of drama to a drama-less film. Okay, yeah. got it, because yeah. there was no payoff to that. Got it. And okay. he was a wrestler, and they <laughs> needed to... It was too expensive to hire that many extras for wrestling <laughs> meets. So, so, yeah, David is perfect, but if you look to the right of David, you'll find the first ever salad character. Oh, God. Oh, oh. is that a new thing? It's new. It's Man. brand new. Nobody deserves to be anointed <laughs> the first salad character more than Nate. Our man Nate. David's Nate. best friend. and Flaming redheaded Nate. Electric ginger. I was not sitting anywhere near Bishki, but I knew. I knew Bishki was locked into this oh, gift machine of oh, a human man. being. 
Can you describe Nate for the audience? Can you do him justice? I mean, the whitest skin <laughs> of all time with the reddest hair and just, you know, like they do have these characters in these in these faith-based movies that are just like, that have to provide the, the comic relief. Oh just, boy, it, he's carrying all of it. But he is just, he's he's got, he's on the camera. He's a viral he's, video he's a, vlogger. He's a viral video vlogger and he's shooting everything at all times. So he's, he's just, supposed to be 18. He looks 35. Yeah. And he's just annoying as hell oh, to everyone. So bad. To, to everyone watching the film, but also just everyone in the film. He's just always like, bugging people and filming them. Yeah. And getting up in their faces. And I'm like, why are they doing this? Why? Why is he like in every scene, like filming everything? Anthony leaned over pretty early on after meeting Nate and was like, this kid's a menace. He <laughs> <laughs> really is. But that said, I'm going to I'm going to defend Nate here. OK, because okay. without Nate, this movie would be uh, as dead as all the babies they claim that the single mothers are killing. <laughs> That's what, what they were saying, not me. That's true. I um, mean, Nate was... He was like a hybrid between looking like Patton Oswalt Jr. with his looks. Yes. But he's also like trying to employ like a Dustin from Stranger Things type vibe. Yeah. So, and a Philip Seymour Hoffman Jr. guy. Right, right. Uh, a Cooper Hoffman. Cooper Hoffman. Thank yeah. you. So... You know, for as annoying as he was, he definitely at least kept things moving along. I mean, I say. he held my attention. Right. Think, <laughs> right. think what you will about him. You literally can't take your eyes off his red fucking hair. And He's, as we would find out later, very instrumental in, in this movie getting made. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Josh, tell me what you think. Did this feel at all like Dear Evan Hansen to you at any point? I was literally thinking that <laughs> so many points in this. I was like, oh my God, this is giving me so much Dear Evan Hansen Evan Hansen-esque. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like this, this speech portion that we'll get to later. I was oh like, God. oh my God, the, the, like the letter writing. Think about Kirk breaking into song in this. How oh, great would I, that have been? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, but one thing, one note I do want to say about Nate is like, <laughs> there was this weird touch of the effete yes, to him yes. that I was like, have they explored each other's bodies? <laughs> yes. Like I kept thinking, like, and that's like with that opening scene with all the boys jumping into the water and everything. And I was like, yeah. there's some like, I don't know, is Kirk, much mm -hmm. like Tyler Perry, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, going, allegedly going through some like internal I hope stuff? So. Sure, that would I don't be great. know. I, I've not watched Kirk's other movies, but I'm like, this don't boy's very yourself. pretty and he's like <laughs> yeah. a wrestler and like, you know. Well, and he's all we got some shots. Nate's <laughs> always filming our dear boy, David. And I leaned over at a certain point and I'm like, he's shooting for David's OnlyFans account, right? <laughs> like, that's what this whole thing is. So there's definitely a vibe. There's there's other very sexual vibes that we'll get to later as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think it was just me. No. No. Was, nope. Me um, too. So there's a four-wheeler chase. <laughs> that's kind of the parkour scene of this. Oh, this no. There's much film. more. Yeah, there's much more. Um uh, extreme sports to come, but <laughs> the, there is uh yeah, an ATV. We meet the birth mother, the birth mother. David's How birth that's mother. the drinking game. Yeah. Oh my God. That Bir the dude. word birth mother is said at least 50 times in this movie. They're like, we got to meet the birth mother. Yes. Are you going to meet your birth mother? Don't yes. you want to meet your birth mother? Yes. And it's just like, and that's the whole arc of the whole yes. film. And the birth mother has a husband played by one of the directors. Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's it's all it everything hinges on will they won't they meet up hook up mm. and it's just it's just dodging the whole issue of of adoption and yes. abortion by making this whole movie about meeting up with your birth mother like it's just right. all the messiness of you know of of adoption there's none of it there's yeah. nothing nothing They're everybody just, is completely supportive ev- of everyone else everyone's, psychotically supportive the adopted mom is so on board and over enthusiastic oh, it's really it's really uncomfortable it's like, like, yeah. she's like go for it Let's, it's really uncomfortable and, and it's just all christian white people just psychotically supporting each other let's and talk crying about the and mom. hugging let's talk about the mom for a moment <laughs> the mother's performance if you pay attention to it which by the end, you have to pay attention to it, but it's subtle at first. Like she'll do these things where she'll pull her hands into her sweater sleeves when she's feeling vulnerable, but she's really show-offy about it. So it's not- just so we're clear, we mean the adopted mom, right? This is the adopted mom. Okay. This yeah. is Kurt Cameron's wife in the in the feature. Yeah. And she from the from the word go, when her son adopted son turns 18 and he's able to contact his birth mother she is so on board it is scary right she's like you should do it you should do it yes 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 and that's usually the point of the conflict in these tales i was mm-hmm. just gonna say yeah there is no conflict at all like the, the closest it came to conflict was when the birth mother yes uh suggests that they go that she and her son go skydiving yes. and then i thought oh that's gonna cause the his adopted no. parents to like oh maybe cause some sort of rift like oh she's kind no, of a it's wild all played child for, it's all and, played for for laughs and that's it and that's it i thought it was actually going to go somewhere for like you know the cool parents versus the square parents and that never no. pays off no. there's there's no conflict until no the, no until nothing till right now well till <laughs> till 90 minutes into the movie but we'll get there so there's some hot wrestling action <laughs> and seeing grandpa Kirk cheer from the bleachers <laughs> brought such a huge smile to my face. There's so many gifts in this movie. Bishki. Yeah, just, just, just some meat and potatoes, joyful reaction gifts. Yeah. And the salad character, Nate is a walking gift. Like yeah. pick, pick your gift. So <laughs> this movie starts flashing back and forth back and forth back and forth and we go back to kirk and his wife's trials and tribulations they had two children that that had died in childbirth or maybe stillborn and they really want to adopt so it's their journey of trying to adopt a child and dear listener the dear the the de-aging on these individuals (laughs) is it's a it's it's a glory to behold. Like <laughs> Kirk doesn't need a whole lot, but they slather it on the on the wife. Yeah, I felt really bad for her actually. It yeah. is it's embarrassing how blurred and yeah. again, this isn't like Marvel de aging. This isn't like making Robert Downey Jr. twenty again. This is life mark. Yeah, I mean, at that point, they should they should have really just gotten another actor to play her. It, it was that <sighs> it, bad. It, it was like Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was she that had bad. Bunny ears on. Where, where it wasn't even like a de aging filter. It was more no. like a, just like a, a, a chrome kind of like yes. what do you like that just super smooth out, yeah. out her entire just face. blown out. And it's like oh, they, and then I think they had to put extra eyeliner on her, otherwise oh, yeah. her eyes would have been like invisible or well, something. Let me tell you about these eyes. She turns the camera at one point. 
And there's not a whole, like the score will trickle in when it needs to, you know, tell you something emotional is happening. But there's a lot that it just lets you decide what your mood is going to be with what it shows you. <laughs> and she turns toward the camera complete, like just de-aging, like full Irishman <laughs> slathered all over her face. And they it seeps into her eye in such a way where she looked like David Bowie in alien form in The Man Who Fell to Earth. And I'm just like, what did, what did they do to her poor face? Yeah. And Kirk... Kirk is looking, I mean, they do a good job with him, but he also is looking uncanny valley. You're like, mm -hmm. is that CG, like a CG representation of Kirk? And just seeing them interact with these just smooth faces is hilarious. Which also, that's when it clicked for me. At the beginning of the movie, I was like, why is Kirk Cameron acting so weird? Like, yes. why is he acting so like, oh, yes. oh, oh, you guys. And he's trying to be hokey. old. Yeah, he's trying to age himself up. So then when he's like acting like normal, jokey Kirk, Kirk Cameron right. in his like, whatever, how old he is supposed to be in the past, <laughs> it's not that weird. And I also, I was like, this mom, even through the mists of the de-aging, I was like, this mom looks familiar. And Bishke, she was part of another Fathom event, hmm. the Trump prophecy. Oh, my she God. She was in the Trump prophecy. <laughs> and Bishke and I have recounted this so many times on this very podcast, but the Trump prophecy was a Fathom event that we went to in which a demon tells a firefighter that Trump is about to be president. <laughs> what? And then he goes and tells it on the mountain that, yes, indeed, we must, we must support Trump yeah. in, his, in his victory. And they all blow shofar horns, and yeah. there's a like a twelve split screen of everybody blowing the horn. Highly recommended. Yeah, we should have covered it. So, <laughs> she, so she was definitely at, at there January sixth. Is what you're saying? She was there. Yeah, she was yeah. clearly oh there. God. She was January sixth. So that's neither here nor there. But Kirk's voice, also his young self, feels like they might have fucked with his voice a little bit, kind of like in uh, Midnight Sky. Oh, man. Notoriously, when Anthony's hero, George Clooney, decided to pitch up his voice oh, yeah. in his DH scene. I don't know why they feel the need to fuck with the voices. Like, yeah, just, that was. You've already fucked with it enough. Just leave it alone. You <laughs> yeah. know, Clune dog, I'm still upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the birth mother is <laughs> lazily looking through these applications of all these parents that want to adopt her unborn baby. And she finally gets to the one that Kirk and his wife have submitted. And she reads that they like fishing. And she, that, like, hits her. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, I have to call this. Like I, have to, I have to call this person. It's like really fishing. a big deal. It's really a big deal. <laughs> so she calls, she calls the future adopted mother from the Trump prophecy. And she's like, I have one question for you. How do you bait your hook? And which is a fucking quadruple entendre in and of itself. But they mean, how do you bait a fishing hook? And she thinks for a moment and she's like, I put the hook through the eye of the minnow. That's just how I've always done it. And she's like, you got the baby. <laughs> That's all it took. Oh, That's so like, all it what? Took. It was so weird. What? It's so weird. <laughs> and then you're not thinking about joy. You're thinking of a hook. Going through the eye and through the brain of a minnow. That's what, that's the connection. That brutality is the connection that spawned this whole endeavor. 
but it's meant to be just so joyous. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh wow, they have a deep love over fishing. But it's like you're making this crucial decision yes. over how you bait your hook. Yeah. Josh, how do you bait your hook? Oh, I'll tell you, maybe after. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be off the air. But Nate's hanging around filming everything. And whenever we join Nate, we sometimes hear him mid conversation with somebody else and he's just ad libbing, but he's ad libbing like vlogger speak. So he'll be, he'll just be like, yeah, you know, the JPEG, uh, you the JPEG. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, wait, 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 David, uh, I got to talk to you. You know, I love those little moments. <laughs> he's, he's, it's supposed to be just natural vlogger speak that they're, that we're eavesdropping on. But there's a scene with him and David in this restaurant where we established that, Dear Nate has a sister who's dating a ne'er-do-well. And she comes in and she's like, you weren't supposed to take mom's car. And until she said that, I'm like, is this his mom or his lover? Like, who is this? <laughs> and so it was his sister. <laughs> and then it's a small detail, but this shit bugs me. It's like you have a two-brother team supposedly watching this and making a call as to when you might need another take. Nate says to David hey, I'm going to need a ride home. And David says, you drove me here. <laughs> no, it should be you drove me. Wait, you. I'm just going to ditch this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, though. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. What you I know what you're I, saying. Yeah. They, they botched well, it. Hold on, hold on. You drove. You drove me. No, no, I, no, I got it. I got it. I can't even do it. No, I got it. It should be you drove me here. Yes. But he instead says. You drove me here. Right. Emphasizes the here. Take another take, y'all. Like, <laughs> come on. I know it's just life, Mark, but try a little harder. So <laughs> Nate continues filming David all the time. And it showed <laughs> it showed David's My People account <laughs> when his mom is looking for yeah. him on and the internet. And it's completely unlocked. His mom's going through his videos, he's his going photos. Through, she's going through everything. Yeah. And it's my people instead of MySpace. His birth mother, by the way. Yes. And my people, we found out at the end, the director's name, Kevin Peoples. Ah, yes. So that's the people because it's P-E-E-P-L-E. -E -E. Yeah. So that was pretty clever. Hats off to you. And so she's looking through, she's looking through all his shit. She sees all his videos. His privacy settings must be so loose. Yeah, that's yeah. on him. She's cracking up at a video of him and his friends diving into the water, like just jumping into some water. Like, what is she <laughs> laughing at? Did she know, did the actress know what she was even looking at? Probably Clearly not. not. No. Clearly not. But it's just funny to watch somebody bust a gut. Just watching people cliff dive, <laughs> cliff diving, like what? And then this is also being all cut in as well with David. Uh, the speech competition. Doing, yeah, because earlier uh. David was invited by the head of the, the speech <laughs> and debate team. By low to, budget Tim Meadows. To, get, to, <laughs> to give a speech about the importance of family. And he's like, I think you'd be really good at this. But this teacher's a dumbass because... The boy has no discernible speaking talent, right. no, which charisma. also leads to bigger questions as to why is he even in this movie? Like, where did they get this kid? He is just a blank rock. And what was the event? I didn't understand. Like, what was it? A competition? It was a speech competition. I, I, that, it was very unclear. Like, there was no, like, thorough line for that. And he gives a very poorly read kind of... Like a Hallmark card. Blawly written speech. Yeah. 
and you think he's going to win top prize. Top prize is $500 cash, but he wins runner-up. So he gets $250 for that speech. Kirk was like, <laughs> Kirk was like crying about that. Kirk was Kirk, l- Kirk's crying through at least a half yes. hour of this movie. Like, His eyes are moist. He's just He's doing so up. much yeah. emoting. Yes. So then the kids go... <laughs> David and Nate and their crew go to a party, a house party. That's all too brief. I'm like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's hang out at this ho- house party. I thought the whole thing was that David was going to get somebody pregnant. Like compound this a little bit. Like let's right. no. add some drama. But no, he just meets up with his buddies and Nate's there and he spies something off screen. And he's like, come on guys. And they start walking. And I'm like, oh, they're going to go talk to some girls. No, Nate's just like, there's a snacks. <laughs> it's like the most G-rated 18 plus party you've ever seen. We got yeah. some snacks. We got some pop. Let's go. It's really well lit. Like there's too much light. No <laughs> so smoke. Much light. No drugs. So anyway, then Bishki decides to get up for a, a little thing we like to call a bathroom blooper. Bishki's bathroom bloopers. Sorry. Missed something? You missed something, dude. <laughs> you missed the biggest laugh in the entire movie, which is not funny, mind you. Yeah. But it's Nate. He's interviewing David for something. I don't really know what it was. It's just part of his do- his ongoing documentary. Mm-hmm. And David is like not emoting enough for for Nate's liking. Okay. So he decides to over emote. And say, oh, my God, I really want to meet my mom. And this kind of mugging for the camera busts everybody's guts up that wasn't us in the theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, just the church group loved it. They yes. loved it. It was mm. so fucking funny to them. And I like I just like to take a vacation into the mind that would not only laugh, not only like just <laughs> But double over? <laughs> yeah. We were not in sync with the six other people in this No, movie. no. <laughs> you, you know what it is, though? I, we might. It, it's those kinds of people have not experienced the comedic heights of a movie like Jack and Jill. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good point. That's true. They, they haven't stretched out enough you know yeah. like they need to they need to experience the full spectrum but also can we talk about like i i don't know if that happened this happened during this speech and debate portion but a birth mother yes while on the mypeople.com account yes is like hmm should i send david a friend request oh, yeah while while the adoption while the i'm still pending on a response from yeah. david That's yeah. officially through the agency she's like yeah, I'm going to do it. It's almost as if like it was 11 o'clock at night. She had to have a third glass of wine. Oh, I was like, yeah. should I send a friend request to my ex? Yeah, I'm going to do it right it, now. It is, the vibes are romantic. It's like, yeah, oh my God. I wanna, David and birth mother are. I, I want to hook up with this guy, so but I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how much, how far he wants to go or if he's even interested. Is he interested in me? It was like the end of the social network when Zuckerberg just at, had his computer, you know, friend requesting Rooney Mara's. Exactly. Waiting for her to accept. (laughs) And it's also Kirk and the adopted mom are pushing him to meet with her almost (laughs) like she's like the girl he they want him to court. Like she's got a good job, she's got a good family, good standing in the community. They're pushing him so hard, and he's just like, I don't know. Yeah, there's so much pressure on him. And I think that's supposed to be the dramatic element. 
but everyone's just so gung ho. Like, yeah, let's all get together and meet and hug. Like, but it all there's but, no drama. In it. But if you put it there, yeah, I'm talking like David and his birth mother. There's something there. Oh no, there's and crazy he's, tension. He's conferring with his parents. She's conferring with her husband, and it gets this when Harry met Sally thing going <laughs> with like Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher, like. It's like they're coaching them on how to hook up. <laughs> and it is so weird. Yeah. And it's it's purely unintentional. Like, there's no way anybody on set knew what was going on. <laughs> and yet, fuck, it's there. Yeah. Like, you can't deny it when something like that is on screen. Well, I mean, her character has a thumb ring. So clearly. <laughs> Two thumb rings. Yeah. So there, there's, you know, there's something going on. So back in the day, young, the younger Cam fam, the Irishman faced Cam fam, finally get approved to take the baby home. And when the nurse puts the baby in the adoptive mother's arms, what she says is he, you know, the music's blaring and she's crying and she's like, he feels perfect. <laughs> but what I heard was. Her saying, I hate this part of it. <laughs> I thought that's what she said. And what? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is this is what you've wanted. And you hate this part of it? That's what happens when the starved mind is yeah. just trying to make drama out of anything. Yeah. And it's just not there. So David keeps hemming and hawing about meeting his birth mother. And Will they? Won't they? Are they going <laughs> to hook up? <laughs> and then the mom finds out that he's ready to meet, and she gets giddy. It's like the dreamboat from high school right. just asked her to prom, and she's like, he asked. But she's telling her husband, and her husband takes on the air of like this friend yeah. who's like, you did it. He's you really going to prom with the, with the beefcake. <laughs> it's so weird. And everybody's just so wildly supportive. Like you said, Bishki, like... They just want to get together and hug. Yeah. There's yeah. so many hugs in this so movie. So much hugging. David also finds out he has a sister. And that's a big, that's, that's a, a huge revelation. Huge revelation. <laughs> Is her name Courtney? Yep, Courtney. I had a question about that. Though. Yeah, yeah because, me too. Yes. Because the mother said, uh, she tells her son, David, that, Courtney, the sister, is fully biological, correct? Yes. yes. So does that mean that she, and I know we're jumping ahead here, but does that mean that she and the birth father had another child post-David? Yes, it's, I think. Yeah, but that's but never ever communicated. But then, six but then years later, later, they say she's a half sister. No, that's no, 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 no that's one. David's uh, child, not no, David, no, the no, father's David, child. That's yeah. the biological Michael? father's. I don't know. It's all confusing, but yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, confusing. Courtney is is a full sister of David, but it's not explained at all. It's, like there's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not like oh, you gave me up for adoption, but I'm my goddamn sister. Right. Yeah. There's like a six Who's year like, difference. Yeah, six years exactly. And so it's like okay, so Weird. they were ready for a kid six years later, but then they divorce it's, or something. But that's never ever brought up. And yeah. then the father then you know produced a child with his. Uh, current wife right now. So he's got another kid. Half yeah. Sister, and so yeah. that it's even said, oh, I have a full sister and a half See, sister. The real story that this is purportedly based on, there's probably all sorts of messiness. Oh, yeah. without a doubt. That this movie <laughs> just the drug addiction. And, the yeah. movie runs itself through a smoothing filter. Ishki, you just got so dark. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, probably. Of course. God. Yeah. So when David finds out he has his sister, Courtney, Nate has a couple zingers loaded because of course Nate. he does. And he says, 
just kind of out of the blue, like, Luke, I am your father, <laughs> which tees himself up for saying, tell me your sister's name is Leia. <laughs> right. Huge laughs from the five other souls in the yeah. theater. Huge. And then he even says later, or tell me her name is Ray. Yeah. First of all, there's no way he's a fan of Ray. He, he was he's one of those toxic Star Wars fans. Who, yeah, a so, girl in my Star Wars. Yeah, so he's not a. I'm not buying that for one second, Kendrick Bros. So <laughs> Nate's filming everything along the way. He continues to, and for as much you know viral expertise as he supposedly has, if you notice. His fingers and knuckles are covering <laughs> the lens like nine times out of ten in this stupid thing. I need to put in something right here. The only reason that he's traveling yeah. is because at the beginning of the movie, on his 18th birthday, he received train <laughs> tickets. Train ticket, right? Yes, because they're right. like, we know you love trains so much, oh, so no. now you ride a train. I didn't even yeah, think no, about I, I thought about that. That didn't make any sense. So the parents are going to drive, but you're going to take a train. Yeah, like, got I, it. I'll meet you there in St. Louis. Or I wherever. was just letting it all wash over me. But yeah, why the fuck was he <laughs> and Nate train. on a train? Because well, there, there's more, there's there's like, more of those, uh, you know, uh, ambiguities right there. That's right. Which go- also, like, I, that's a weird gift. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. Like, here, here's really just train tickets. <laughs> it's like it's a creepy gift. It's taking a train through like rural Indiana. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, only good for like a hundred miles. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm going to give you a train ticket good for hundred miles in any direction. <laughs> cool. This Christmas. cool. It was like it was like a Chekhov's train ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my but, god. But that's like but that's the thing. Like there's so much teen up for stuff that would have like its one moment and then it was done. Right, right. Like Kirk Cameron's weird acting. Like yes. the the train ticket. It's like okay, then it just doesn't go anywhere. And the movie's long, folks. Oh. It is long. So we finally get to the big moment where David and his birth mother are finally going to hook up. It's steamy. (laughs) And they get together, they hug. Oh, God, do they hug. And Nate's circling around them with with his camera, filming it. And then they all gather around in the living room. I'm like... Guys, get thee to a Chili's. But also, but also like, D- David's mom has to like push birth mom off, which is be like, really let weird. me hug you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're all sitting around in the living room. You know, they they all get to know each other, and then there's an incredible, incredible montage that I gotta call a salad dragon. <laughs> The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. It goes into slow motion, and suddenly, what everybody wants to see, they're all playing Wii together and Nate's filming it in slow motion while eating a hamburger and then he nods at the hamburger what a what a cut up oh man <laughs> what, what a, a montage the montage was incredible and they're playing Wii but you can't see the screen nope, you'll no. never see yep. the screen yeah, because, <laughs> yeah and then the Lord blesses us and we get yet another salad dragon <laughs> double dragon Tell us about this flying dragon, Bishki. Beautiful double dragon. We just saw a movie with Stephen Baldwin called Cutaway. Yes. Which is all about skydiving. Highly recommended. Stephen Baldwin, Tom Berenger, and Dennis Rodman. And and so anyways, the birth mother says, 
let's go skydiving. But in a very seductive kind of way. Yeah. And so this is this is the sex scene, basically. Yes. And, and, yes. And, yes. And, and Nate's there, and too. Nate, and Nate's there. <laughs> filming it. Against his will, but he's 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 jumping out of the plane. Gotta get that OnlyFans content. Yeah, and, <laughs> he's cooking, and uh, and we're flying through the air with 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 Nate, Birth Mother, and David. And when they show Nate, he's wildly gesticulating all over the place, and the music kind of shifts into like a baby elephant walk, which is probably called Nate's theme on the original soundtrack. <laughs> and um, Kirk's down below. Doing some cutesy leg crosses and uncrosses with uh, the birth mother's husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're making some commentary on on all the individuals. And, That's and, a movie and, title, The and, Birth Mother's Husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just joyous skydiving and and uh, that's the ecstatic heights of the movie. Really. And then they, but when, also Kirk and and uh, one of the Kendrick Bros are 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 on the ground yes, just looking up just looking up totally gifting like yep that's what they do I, I wish I could explain it better but it's just like the perfect gift it, for, for non-plus it's great we need it so when they land it gets even more sultry because the birth mother turns to David and she's like there's one more thing I have to show you <laughs> and he's like what what is it are you going to tell me what it is and she's like not yet <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, tomorrow morning. I'm like, ooh, morning delight. <laughs> then he goes to see the birth dad, if that's a term. <sighs> then he goes to see the birth dad. And it's the same old scene. It's like yes, hugging. It's the exact same it's scene. Everyone's crying. supportive. Everyone loves each other. But I don't understand why birth father had such a reluctance his entire life to disclose the it's fact weird. that he had a son. He, he acts as if he, like killed a family in a DUI accident like 20 years before and couldn't talk about and it. And speaking of that, this dad, he looks like he is about to become an active shooter at any moment. <laughs> like, he's got a hoodie on, he's got dark circles under his eyes. He's I think he was the babushka we saw in the theater, actually. I, it could have been him. I mean, he's obviously harboring great pain and when they meet up with him, it is in the morning, I think, and he's got a fire pit going and four tiki torches mm -hmm. <laughs> like close to the fire pit, making like a, a square around the fire pit. And it looks like somebody's about to get voted out of the movie. <laughs> but that's where they have this discussion. It's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> but they come to terms and he meets another this, half -sister. this is a half sister. Half sister. This yeah. is a half sister. This is the half dragon. Yeah. Where this is this is <laughs> Azure's daughter. Azure oh. being being the the wife of the, the, uh, in the birth father in the end credits it's like azure as <laughs> tiffany <laughs> so we're 90 minutes in at this point and conflict suddenly arises and it doesn't stop arising nate's older sister it turns out is pregnant and to top that off, we finally find out what David's birth mother has been coyly hiding from him. She takes him to, down to the old haunted abortion clinic and womp, womp. straight out of Unplanned. So, <laughs> now, Bishki and I went to a film called Unplanned, and it was far more heavy handed this, than this film is like yeah. up to the 90 minute mark. The word abortion is not even uttered. Mm -hmm. It is no. a very soft touch. Right. Unplanned was not like that. Unplanned famously ends with my pillow entrepreneur 
Mike Lindell <laughs> literally bulldozing a Planned Parenthood with his cross necklace gleaming in the sun. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> that happens in a movie called Unplanned. Highly recommended if you're still listening to <laughs> this you, particular yeah. podcast. <laughs> so when she starts talking and recounting her abortion story where she crossed the protester lines, it's always so interesting to see it from this perspective because the protesters are like <laughs> not saying awful things to her. They're right. just they're saying like inspirational things that make her think. And she's like, they really like they made me think. Your baby has ten fingers and ten toes. She yelled that at me, and I I took that into my heart. It's like, why don't you show some of the other shit that right. they probably were actually yelling the bombings, at? Bombings. Yeah. The <laughs> and then she goes in, and she she's narrating this, and she's like, they make you pay immediately. Is that how that works? Because <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just I'm gonna guess probably not. They just it, it's that comforting old feeling where it's like oh here we go yeah but also don't they pay make you pay before most kind of medical procedures but yeah, these guys make you pay immediately like you're going to like buy like you know to buy a burger okay i'll get that and that and uh <laughs> cool how much do i owe you here's my card so she's about to have the procedure and she says that she hears a voice i guess the word of god mm -hmm. telling her to get up there's much work to do or something. And the doctor could not have been more pissed off that he couldn't perform <laughs> he this abortion. Was, he was like, what the fuck? You wasted my time. I'm going to tear off my gloves, throw yeah. them on the ground. Get out of my sight. I can't kill your child. Yeah, straight out of the Roe v. But Wade he, movie. Yeah. He didn't say a word to me. Not comforting at all. I almost forgot we covered the Roe v. Wade movie. Yeah. Deep in lockdown. If you're interested in this subject matter, dear <laughs> listener, go back and listen to that one. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But Listeners, anyway. we're going to have a whole host of links at our webpage, <laughs> yes. lifemarkmovie.com. <laughs> so, they hide you when you go in, but not when you yes, go out. They don't protect you when you leave. They only protect you when you come in. Protecting you from the protesters? So, uh, what do you... Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, 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 they just kind of dodge around the key points of all of that. Yeah. Oh, and then they she tops it off hugging David and saying they wanted to kill you in there. That doctor was so pissed he couldn't so kill you. You almost played it cool, Kirk. I was I was almost going to applaud you for having such a light touch with this and just focusing purely on adoption. Right. Like I was right. like, holy shit, this is like turning a new page for the these faith-based, fear-mongering, propaganda bullshit movies. Right. Yeah. It had a very genteel touch to it. They crammed it and all the into the back end, the ass end of the movie. They crammed it all in. Which also, unsurprisingly, after they're at the abortion clinic, they all cry and they all hug they each all other. Hug. They hugging. love hugging. hugging. So, finally, we get the answer to the phrase that pays life mark the birth mother gets <laughs> sent from David a dog tag, <laughs> a dog tag that says on it, this is to mark the day you chose life. And then her husband says, life mark. And that's the final word of the film. <laughs> and then Hugh DiCaprio get pointing at the TV. <laughs> yes, we all pointed. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, we find they they knew we wanted to know. They knew we needed to know. And they saved it till the very end. Kudos on that front. But they don't let you get up. The directors appear pretty quickly after that. 
this is like built into the movie. Yeah. We'll also yeah. come to find out the entire movie, which we just saw, was is also based on an actual documentary. There is a real Nate. They there show is a real David. Clips. There is a real uh, Kirk Cameron proxy. It's mind-bending. That blew me away. They show clips and sure enough there's the birth father with his weird morning fire pit and four tiki torches actually happening it's like they're taking from what was on the camera <laughs> like wow so yeah, it's like welcome to marwin yeah yeah it, <laughs> welcome to life mark welcome to life mark so the directors show up and give some behind the scenes easter eggs they let you know that the real birth mother in real life plays the nurse that hands over the baby and I remembered her. I clocked her because I was. I leaned over to Anthony. I'm like, ah, she looks like Dennis Quaid. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh shit, Dennis Quaid is the birth mother. It was actually Randy Quaid. <laughs> I'm sure Randy Quaid has seen this. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 director is just like, we didn't set out to make a political movie, and you know, we were trying to play it cool in this theater. Yeah. But that's the part where we need to yell and just yeah. be like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Yeah. And he's like. He's like, we didn't know Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. We just were following the Lord. It's mm, like, dude. Fucker. And then he's Fuck like, you. And then he's like, plug into love and let love lead us in our conduct. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they have an acting consultant from the movie. Talent what, consultant. Talent consultant. Like, what the fuck does get, that I mean? I don't even know what that it's is. It's also actress and director. And had an abortion. And yeah. she had an abortion. And she is interviewed about how God literally spoke to her heart and told her to repent for the abortion that she had. And she's like, God showed up immediately and I fell to my knees. And you're just like, what? Like, what why, are you guys why doing? Why include that? Yeah. Why, why, why? why is this <laughs> they, they didn't want to be political. Right. But I, <laughs> no, not, not at all. But, but I will say... God might have rescued her from the sins of abortion, but he did not rescue her from the sins of that Botox. Oh, my oh. God. Her oh. face was a frozen. It was frozen. <laughs> it was frozen in time. Which, no shame, but her face was frozen. <laughs> it was frozen. Well, it's just facts. Then they talk to they talk to Kirk. He's, you know, he's got a couple things to say. And then they interview some guy who <laughs> runs a bunch of women's centers. Yeah, oh, yeah it's yeah. just my body couldn't stop shivering when I, I mean, was like, "What is? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean in yeah. this context?" Yeah. He was like the only African American in this whole endeavor, basically. And yeah. he says, "You need to watch. You need to watch this movie, and then organize as life disciples to essentially go bug the fuck out of women that are about to have abortions." Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Fuck you, Life Mark. Let's go with them Life Mark bones. I mean, what a big pile of Life Mark. Who do I start with? Who the fuck do I... Brother Antony, you are first to bone. First to bone. Man, first to bone. You set the table. I, um... You know, I didn't know going in really anything about it. I, I thought it was about adoption and abortion. And, right. And so I was hoping against hope that it would be, I don't know, like a lot more just polarized. Like I, 
when I want the faith based joints and, and the right wing propaganda, I want to be smacked on the face with that. I want to be so yes. offended. Yes. And this was so goddamn gentle with like the lightest of touches yes. that it's, and I hate to use this word, boring. Um, yeah. Oh, big time. Save for Nate. Um, <laughs> Nate saves us all. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and again, I don't expect any major kind of third act, uh, you know, uh, rug pull, but there's no conflict at all. No. It's just. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. The, the, again, the people driving the film are Nate and uh, an adopted mom. Yes. Give them their own together. movie. They should get together. Crime spree. He should somehow impregnate her. And then yes. we have to figure out what this is a live rewrite. I've never done a live rewrite. Oh, it's uh, a live rewrite from Anthony. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Oh man, all right, here we go. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, they should then get together and then figure out, well, do I have this abortion? Nate then films it, that becomes his documentary. Yes. And then we get, um, I what was the name of the movie? I, 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 was, I lived on Baker Street. I uh, lived on Parker Street. On Parker, Parker Street. Well, Parker, this, yeah. this would be called I Lived on Parker Street 2, T-O-O. -O, yes. And that would finish off the Nate and uh, adopted mom story. And then Nate becomes David's half-step father yes because he doesn't have enough half siblings or full siblings. it's never made clear um oh, that's good congratulations on your first live rewrite. thank you lt how do you do that every episode that, that was <laughs> running a marathon um so god you know i'm conflicted i do admire it for its soft touch like we said it was just kind of sure. kind of like not even mention politics for like the last 20 minutes but right. at the same time i was bored to fucking uh, uh beers um yeah, it was rough so i what are you going to do? This is a tough, like, yeah, like, what do I do? Do I give birth or do I kill it? <laughs> and I think I'm going to kill it. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry, we're going a uh, woof. That's a woof for Brother Anthony. You know what? And that was my choice to make. No one that else's choice. That was my choice to give we it didn't, a woof. We didn't influence you. You didn't talk me into it at all. <laughs> that was my choice. The life disciples tried, but they could not influence you. Brother Joshua, love and light. <laughs> Love and life. <laughs> so I'd like to start this off by saying, or rather asking the car, yeah. am I going to be the first and only person in Letterboxd history oh, shit. to have Jean-Luc Godard's 1961 <laughs> seminal Nouvelle Vogue film, Une femme est une femme, followed by life mark. Oh, right yes. on top of each yeah. other. I think yeah. you're the first and only and ever. Yeah. And but also then I was then I was thinking, wait, am I going to be the only person on Letterbox to log this movie? Maybe. Period. Maybe. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll join you. Oh God. <laughs> Um, Hit us up on Letterboxd, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. You can find us at the Life Mark page. Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash that life button. <laughs> R.I.P. Godard. Long live Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Godard. You would have hated Life Mark. <laughs> this movie, yeah, like I, I mean, I agree with everything Annie said. I thought this movie was very boring. Very boring. But it was like it was boring, mixed with like like out-of-body experiences I kept sure. having where I'm like, oh my God, like I know these people. Yes. Like I know these people. Like I've met these people. I've had <laughs> fellowship with these kinds of people. <laughs> like I prayed with these people. And I'm just like, oh God, like that cringe factor. You've, but read, like, you've read watered down left behind novels. Yes. <laughs> yes. But like, it was weird. It was that moment of like, this is so terrible and cringe, but there's a weird like, 
joy I was getting out of yeah. like seeing these people on Zaddy screen. Zaddy Cameron was making yes. me smile. It, it was like a weird, like, I don't know, just like, oh yeah, they, mm, there's, yeah. And I, I was thinking about how like, oh, this movie's kind of competently made. Right. But then, but then I was like, oh, they've jumped the line in this conversation <laughs> scene sure. so many times. I mean, like, gotta do that. We, we just keep bouncing around. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's actually not because like <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm trying to invent some conflict here <laughs> because I was like, God, this is just all so enraging because at the end of the yeah. end of the day, this is a propaganda piece. It is because like this is the best possible scenario, right? <laughs> like you get in with a family that has the means they have a giant house. Yes. They're normal. They're well-to-do. They love this kid. They love him. And psychotically. <laughs> yeah. And like, he has a great life. Everybody wants to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, that's not how this goes most of the time, you yeah, know, like it's, this a is, it's a fantasy. And then there's all that manipulation of like, this is where I was going to kill you. It's uh, like, yeah, no shit. Anyone else would be upset at that point. Yes. Like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I almost died here. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> bringing, bringing your son to an abortion clinic and telling him all that to try what? to turn him on. What the hell? weird? <laughs> I mean, I was I was turned on. Strange kink. Anyway, I I first was gonna be like, oh, is, is she she bringing him to like the daytime like lounge where she like this is where she dances at night? That's what, I was like, like, that's like what this is where like. she plies her trade. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. It looked uh, like the outside like a strip club. here. Yeah, <laughs> leave a life mark on your. <laughs> took this with my whip. But yeah, I was like, just this terrible, like pro-life propaganda. Yeah. I was just like, this is the worst. It's the worst. So to paraphrase Madonna in Papa Don't Preach, I'm not keeping my baby. This is a wolf. It's a wolf. Wow, love it. From Brother Josh. It's a double wolf. That's the whole backseat is woofing. Woof, woof. Now, woof. here's the deal. Bishki. This movie has a little character named Nate in it that I know, I know oh, you yeah. love. So what the fuck are you going to do right now? Fuck. And I also know what you want to do. You, <laughs> no, but there's something I... There's I, something that you feel compelled a to do. There's a grandmaster plan um, tonight uh, if if the front seat complies. Okay, so... Yeah, you got to be honest, though. No, this is whitewashed. Um, <laughs> just like, you know, because I... I have experiences with adoption um, in my family, and th they did not turn out like this. You do not give birth. You do not adopt basically a sinless Jesus who's a wrestler and it's just like who goes on hugging sprees <laughs> and who just is just pure joy all the time. That's that's not how these things work out. And and it's basically just trying to get Christians to because there's going to be a massive influx now of unwanted children and trying to yes. get Christians to. Uh, to uh, adopt your perfect baby who turns into a Christ-like figure and they're all going to be Christ. And, and they're just, they're not going to step up and do it. And it just, it just angers me to no end. But you and, got Nate, dude. But Nate was with his camera. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. You know, it's true. And he may as well have been like animated, like a CG figment flying around. No, I, um, I'm going to go home and watch Nate's, 
the original movie, yes. the, oh, the, the original documentary. Let me know if you glean anything that, from that. That movie I might give a, a half bone to, but this one I'm giving a woof. That's a woof from Brother yeah. Bishke. Three woofs. Make it happen. Listen, I don't want to disappoint you, but Nate is a potent figure in this film. He's got that bright red hair. And it's unnaturally red. It's un. It sears, it sears the eyeballs. Yeah. That said, to both the propagandist directors and everyone they interview in their little post game wrap up, I hope you all get properly fucked by history and you're forced to carry the shame to term, which is forever. This is a wolf hard. We woofed hard tonight. Oh, first man. official. This feels good. Oh. The first official in Lodge history, mm. Finn Woof Hard. Wow. <laughs> we all woofed it. Wow. I was going to be kind to this film until that last little coda that they put on with the trip to the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. My God. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Right. Because also, like, here's the thing. The insidious thing about this is, like, yeah, say, like, preach all you want about how, like, we need to take care of these people. We need to take care of these right. kids and adopt them, blah, blah, blah. You're still making a woman who doesn't want a kid go through a very traumatic experience of childbirth. Forcing Like, it. all these dudes being like, yeah, whatever, we'll adopt your kids. Like, but you're making a woman who doesn't, like... It, Right. At least when you want the kid childbirth, it's hard. But at least you're like, well, I'm doing this for my kid right now that I want and I want to keep. Imagine if you're like, I'm just like shoving this kid out between my legs or some creepy Christian couple that won't stop harassing me. That's right. Yeah. Like, God, people, the worst. And Kirk yeah. Cameron just licks his lips creepily and says, He's just like, we got to do it with love. We got to do it uh, with love. Plug into love. Plug into love, y'all. But also, but what if your kid has a weird congenital birth defect that caused their skull to That's suddenly start plugging causing into pressure. No wrestling for you. Sorry. But yeah. Then surgery magically, magically fixes it and it's not a problem for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're Forgotten. It's a rich family. They got no, no yeah, they they got got money no, for train tickets. They got health insurance. For a distance. Uh, not oh. cross country. <laughs> Well, dear listener, uh, have you? How are you doing? How are you holding up, <laughs> listener or Russ? Uh, how are we? Yes, how are we doing? I knew coming out of this, this was going to be. Um, there was a lot to unpack, and and we and we have done it. We have unpacked completely the suitcase. So now, hopefully, Kirk will rest for a bit. He will lay down and stop making films so we can catch our breath a little bit. Yeah, because we got to prepare for God's Not Dead Part Five. Oh man. There's a lot on our plates. So yeah. this was a big hunk of life, Mark. I'm proud of this team. I'm so happy we did it together. Yes, brother Josh, mm. brother Anthony. God bless you. Yeah. Ooh, God bless you your fortitude. We woofed so hard tonight. Yeah. Woof hard. Man, yeah. I, I am proud. I am proud. We are drained. So. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go hug and cry and just grip your life mother. <laughs> I'm going to go watch uh, the Lord Dern movie, Citizen Ruth as oh, a yeah, palate yeah, yeah. cleanser. Yeah. Perfect That's a chaser. Perfect, yeah, perfect it palate is. cleanser. Love it. Love and life, Mark, y'all. Love and life, Love Mark. and life, Mark. <laughs> having my baby What a lovely way of saying how much you love me 
having my baby What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me I can see it Your face is glowing I can see it in your eyes I'm happy and knowing That you're having my baby You're the woman I love And I love what it's doing to you Having my baby Inside you, I see it showing. Oh, the seed inside you, baby, do you feel it growing? Are you happy in knowing that you're having my baby? I'm a woman in love, and I love what it's doing to me. Having my Grandpa Kirk a zaddy in this film? You know what? Yes. Uh, yeah. 